Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. I'll free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southernness to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, admit it, Santa, you were gone yesterday because you were just too humiliated to show up after that cowboy debacle. Let me tell you something, Bob Getty. If you if you were playing two the first as a Bengal fan, the schedule makers, the first two games out of the gate, you're playing sure, surely. First ballot Hall of Fame quarterbacks in Mitch Trubisky of the Steelers and Cooper Rush of the Cowboys. It's just impossible. <laughs> it's just a mountain too high to climb. I told you, man. The Bengals are one and done. I've been a fan too long. Uh, welcome to the Eagle Hour, everybody. Full crew back today from the Southern Bank Corps Studios in Hattiesburg. And Laurel, we're glad you're with us. Opening segment sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of Southern Miss and proud supporters of our program. And we're proud to say... Good friends of ours. We love Justin and those guys, and uh, we hope that you'll do business with them and give Dickies a chance to cater your next event. You will not be sorry. Heath Hinton going to be joining us a little later from Big Gold Nation. And, guys, you know you, we talk a lot of football, but basketball's just around the corner. Practice is about to start. Heath is going to give us a rundown on um, the men's team, what the roster looks like. Almost, Luke, a completely different roster than last year. Yeah, transfers out, transfers in, and Jay Ladner knowing um, that there's got to be improvement on the court this year, some uh, coaching staff switcheroos as well, and see what happens. You know, there, there's a chance we would say that the Sun Belt in some ways is a, is a tad easier conference in Conference USA, just a, a one-league bid most years, but it should be good to, to yeah. talk to Heath about as practice starts, who to look for this year. All right, guys, uh, at practice this morning, football practice, that is. Back on the old practice field, kind of like old times, Kelly, where they where they used to practice. And, and, Bob, I think back when you were in school or maybe just before then, the baseball field was actually there. That's, that's, I think that even that was a little before me. Was it? Yeah, but yeah but, that, that was where the old baseball. But I do remember at times the football team practicing in front of the football stadium. You remember that used to all be grass. Right. That's right. And, uh, but they were over at the uh, practice field uh, today, and it looked like a very spirited and high-energy practice. Of course, uh, after practice, uh, I was listening to the coach talk to uh, the media, and he was talking about the importance of this weekend, how uh, this is a huge game for the program, and uh, how he was very pleased with the way that they were progressing, but that this would be a big measuring stick. Of course, one of the things, and we talked a bit about this yesterday, uh, Kelly, is Who's going to be the quarterback, you know, moving forward? Because both played uh, over the weekend, and there was really no hint of that. He he continued to say that uh, 
that would depend on practice this week. But we did get a chance to talk to one of the two young men uh, that are involved in this battle to be the starting quarterback, uh, Zach Wilkie. And uh, here's what he had to say today after football practice. Zach Wilkie on the Eagle Hour. Zach, lots to ask you about. Uh, first question would be this. When you came here this year and, and the fall practice started, did you envision uh, being on the field this much, or did you th- maybe think this would be a learning year for you? I envisioned myself competing for the job when I came in the spring. Uh, I thought me and Ty were going to compete. That's what Coach Hall told me when I came here in the spring, is that uh, me and Ty were going to compete for the starting job. So, yes, sir. All right, so you, your first start is against the 15th-ranked team in the country on the road. It's like 150 degrees there. Uh, how many butterflies were in your stomach? Yeah, I was really nervous the first snap, but it got better as the game went on. Um, so I just got in a rhythm, kind of, and uh, went from there. Well, you really threw a lot of beautiful passes early on. You seemed to really get into the flow of things quickly. What do you attribute uh, your quick start to? Uh, Coach Hall making the offense really simple for me. Um, I have really good playmakers on the edge. Um, Jason Brownlee, Demarcus Jones, those guys, and um, yeah, they made it easy. They made it easy for me. So, all right. And so now, two tough road games coming up: Tulane and then Troy. Uh, your mindset, the mindset of the football team. Yeah, the same mindset I always have every game. Uh, do my job um, for the team. It's just get over the hump and uh, beat a great team on the road. You know, and I don't guess you need to be told this, you're playing at a school that has a legacy of great quarterbacks from Reggie Collier, Brett Favre, Lee Roberts. Uh, uh, you could go on. Uh, did that have, play any role in you wanting to come here? Yes, sir. I could tell it meant something here. It meant something to play quarterback here at Southern Miss. Um, a lot of it had to do with Coach Hall and just his mentality as a coach and how he leads men and how he leads his team. But um, yeah, I could tell. I could tell. That's that's a big part of, big part of why I came here. It, it matters here, to, to the matters to the fans and everybody else. So, all right, your goals for the rest of the season? Uh, just do my job, whether that's tie, cheering tie on or starting on the field. Um, just doing my job and getting the ball out, getting my eyes right in the right place. So, um, yeah. Is there is there a lot to learn? Is it a big step from high school? You're on the field against the University of Miami a year after you've been in high school. Yeah, in the spring it was a lot different when I graduated early. But, um, no, it's gotten a lot slower for me in practice. Uh, just being here in the spring helped me a lot. Uh, Miami, obviously, they're, they're really physical and big and fast. So, I mean, it was obviously they're a good team, so. Yeah. All right, final question. The media always wants to use the term quarterback controversy, but I get the impression there's not one between you and Keys. Yes, sir. We just compete every day. Uh, I don't think we each other worry about one another. Um, when he does good, I, I'm i the first one to chest bump him. I think you saw it at the game. Um, if I do good, he's high-fiving me, um, telling me good job. We even have nicknames for each other. So, yeah. Can you share that? Uh, I call him uh, Cinco Keys for his number, and uh, he calls me Zach Black. So, Zach Black, Cinco Keys. Uh, apparently no quarterback controversy, uh, guys. I'll start with you, Kelly, between these two young men, but uh, they're out there both competing as hard as they can to be the guy. And I got to tell you, Saturday, and of course I missed the show yesterday, but, but from my vantage point on Saturday, I thought Ty Keys looked really good. 
You know, I thought he looked relaxed. I thought he looked calm. Now, it was Northwestern State, but still, I don't want to take anything away from from the way that Ty played. And on the other side of the coin, I don't think Zach played as well against Northwestern State as he did against Miami. And how do you figure that? Well, that's just kind of a funny game. You still have two young men that are in the development stages, but I think they have a healthy attitude. I guess, Luke, it's a good problem to have when you have two young quarterbacks, both of whom seem to be uh, capable of getting on the field and being productive. Yeah, I think you can look last week. Zach knew that it was, you know, just his offense. And sometimes high-pressure situations, you know, kind of push you. Um, th- this week it could have been the fact that, you know, he was going to be sharing reps with, with Ty. That could have figured in some. But you like what he said. The, the most important thing I heard him say other than um, supporting each other, you know, in the quarterback room was how the game had slowed down. That's what you want. And him coming in in January and basically taking on – uh, going through spring ball, seeing how, seeing the speed of the college game. There's nothing like game speed, but practice speed in college is even faster than game speed in high school. So I, I was happy to hear him say that, and that's kind of what we saw against Miami was his ability to be able to make some good throws and make some good reads. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how, what he does this week, um, being put in a, a situation again where where Ty Keys is also available. Talked to a reporter from New Orleans this morning at practice. He said they're expecting a really big crowd. Uh, Saturday night, uh, a lot of Southern Miss fans, or, or what? Well, he he expect <laughs> no. He said he expected Southern Miss to draw well, but he said tickets are really selling in New Orleans. Uh, there seems that, to be that a lot was of that's the joke. Usually, is that when we go to Tulane, we yeah. have more football fans than they do. And here's what he said: He said that they were all that cover the team were very surprised by how how well they played defensively, particularly at Kansas State. But he indicates that they're very, very talented uh, when it comes to wideouts, uh, quarterback play. Uh, they score a lot of points, and they're optimistic that if they can play defense like they did against K-State, they can win a lot of football games. I, I actually owe Tulane an apology, um, in, in fairness, because I didn't think that that they were going to be as good as they apparently have been so far. Now, the first two games were cakewalks. Everybody on the schedule will admit that. But to go up to Manhattan, Kansas, and beat a Big 12 team on the road and do it you know, defensively. <laughs> it's not easy. No, it isn't. It really isn't. And Tulane's undefeated right now. I really thought that the Tulane game was going to be an easier get for the Eagles than Liberty was. But right, right now, it looks like I was wrong. Uh, so it would, it would be... Has that ever happened before? Well, I voted for Ross Perot twice. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, someone on social media commented the other day about how Kelly Santer had been predicting Southern Miss could win the West and that it was coming true. And I, I, I posted, don't believe anything he says and never loan him money. Well, no, the second part is certainly true, but but, I, but we haven't played a conference game yet, right? A couple of takeaways from, conf- from, from Sunbelt so far in the conference. South Alabama's better than I thought they were. Uh, by early indications. Troy is better than I gave them credit for being. Georgia State, obviously, not as good as I thought they were going to be. Now, their schedule has been brutal, um, but they're not as good as I, as I thought they were going to be. And Louisiana is not as tough as everybody thought they were going to be. I agree with that. All right, we're going to talk more football later in the show. Got some, uh, some great comments from uh, Swayze Bozeman after that uh, pick six that he enjoyed uh, Saturday night. And what a great kid uh, he is. Heath Hinton joins us next from Big Gold Nation. We're going to talk a little basketball as well on this edition of the Eagle Hour.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. I want to thank Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net for their sponsorship of the Eagle Hour. It's a great place to buy your Southern Miss apparel. Miss Kathleen is the best. You can shop there, I guess, seven days a week. The woman is always at Campus Bookmart right across from uh, the campus on Hardy Street. Or you can, of course, shop them online at CampusBookmart.net. You can buy your Southern Miss apparel, then you can walk right down the street and enjoy some beignets from Mo Bay Beignet Company. Uh, they're open every day, and they're right across from the campus, and that food is scrumptious. Yeah, yeah I got to tell you, when we were tailgating Saturday before the Northwestern State game, I had several people come by and go, man, I didn't even know Mo Bay Beignet was there. And I said, so you went? Oh, yeah. And they said the the dipping sauces are, are blackberry fantastic yeah. yeah it's really good no question mo baby jay appreciate their support of our program and hope that you'll enjoy a great hot fresh beignet real soon heath hinton is the proprietor and owner of big gold nation he joins us every tuesday we're happy to have him back on the eagle hour and we're going to switch gears for a segment we'll go back to a little more football uh, later in the show and uh, talk to swayze bozeman but right now heath i uh I ask you to do some prep work for us because we're just a week or two away, hard to believe, uh, from the start of basketball season. And, of course, a lot of news around the men's program last year and that so many players transferred out and so many players have transferred in. Uh, I appreciate you giving our listeners today uh, kind of an overview of the, uh, of the roster as uh, we approach the opening of men's basketball. Well, as you said, last season a lot of guys transferred out. Um, you look at, you know, uh, Pierre, uh, he's gone to Wichita State. There, there was a lot of guys that transferred out and went to different places, and Coach Ladner had to rebuild the roster. That's called what it is. So when you're looking at returning players, Tyler Mormon, Mo Arnold, Denonje Harris, DeAndre Pinckney, Jeffrey Armstrong, those are the guys that played some minutes, uh, it, Trey Alfonso's back, uh, Tate Ryder's back, but those the first five were the guys that played played minutes last season, and that's not a lot of points coming back. So they're going to have to find you know they're going to have to find some scores. They went out and uh, they got Austin Crowley, uh, transfer from Ole Miss, who was a four star out of high school, a guy that really six uh, four. Can uh, from the guard position get inside the paint? Hope he create his own shot. Um, there's some Felipe Haas is a guy uh, out of Mercer that at six nine six ten two fifty that could be a bull inside uh, has a really good outside shot, and we'll see how that transitions from to Southern Miss. I think he's going to do quite well, be able to score some points inside there. Felipe Haas and other guys. I mean, it, it, Marcelo Perez. I'm sorry, six four two seventeen. Donovan Ivory, a guy who's a guard. He's six eight. Now this is his. I'm gonna make sure I say this right. This is his fourth school. So transfer portal. Coach Ladner went and used this and bought a lot of players in. So hopefully, they've had time to prepare over the summer. Hopefully they have time to jail before the season starts because I think this is kind of a this is a big year for Coach Latner. I think we all understand that, and uh, he's got to he's got to win some basketball games. Kelly is, and this, I don't think he would even he would even deny uh, that. 
Kelly, is this the is this the new face of college basketball with the transfer portal the way it is? And I think a lot of coaches have already have already announced their retirements because they don't want to have to deal with it. So yeah. to deal to answer your question directly, Bob, I do I do think that that's the way it is. You're going to have to re-recruit your team every year, and I think baseball is going to start you know being like that as well. But Heath, as we continue our discussion with Heath Hinton, there there've been some international there's been some international flavor in the past. Artur Kanatsik now is gone, but he was uh, over from uh, from Eastern Europe, and and now there's some more international players that will dot the Southern Miss uh, lineup coming up this season. Yeah, I mean, you're talking to Haas. He's from Chile. Uh, Marcelo Perez is from Chile. Uh, Gianfranco Graf. I want to make sure I'm saying his name like Grafals. He's from Puerto Rico. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of Chile. Uh, another guy, Nico Agar. He's from Chile. So a lot of uh, players from outside, you're right, it is. It seems like Coach Ladner tried to look outside the box when going to the transfer portal and get guys who can shoot. Because a lot of times when you get international players coming in, they're better, they're better outside shooters because that's the game in uh, international basketball is more of an outside game as compared to an inside game or uh, – as in the U.S., it's just a different style. So it looks like Coach Ladner is trying to go outside, get some guys who can shoot from the outside because that's been a that's been a point of point of emphasis. They've not been able to shoot very well. Right. So obviously, him going to the portal, getting international, it seems like that he's really trying to show up his outside shooting. And you know, with it, it's going to be interesting to see how these guys gel together because you've got so many different. You've got the guys that return that have played the U.S. style basketball with these international guys coming in. How long does it take that those two systems to kind of, or those two type of playing styles to gel together on the basketball court? That's going to be interesting to watch. Luke, Heath, safe to say that the season will go based off how Crowley and Pinkney go. Yeah, I, I think, man. Yeah, Crowley, Pinkney. I also think you have to look at Felipe Haas. I, I think if those three guys, I mean, if they have all-conference-type seasons, they can win some games. But this this team's going to go as far as they can carry them. This team being is going to go as far as those three can carry them. Being in the Sun Belt will help this team or hurt this team? Man, I don't know, because last season, Southern Miss played the Sun Belt in a couple of basketball games, and I mean, the scores weren't really close, so I don't know. Um, I mean, you're going from Conference USA that was really a one-bid league to the Sun Belt, which was a one-bid league. So really what you're playing for is just one bid. So I don't know if, if that's going to mean that much of a difference. And Heath, there's as been far a... As, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying there's also been a change of, uh, of, of coaches. Clarence Weatherspoon is, is no longer on staff. Jay Ladner has gone uh, international for a little help as well on the assistant coaching ledger. Sure. Juan Cardona comes in, a guy from Florida. I think that was a guy who uh, probably had connections with some of the transfers that come in. But, yeah, he, he bought that. Nick Williams, uh, Isaiah Carson goes from uh, graduate assistant. He moves up to become a coach. So, yeah, with Coach Cardona coming in to help, you know, coach these guys that he's had relationships with, uh, the Felipe Haas, the Perez's, I'm telling you, the biggest thing going forward is how these two 
have these two different type of basketball gel together on the court, and how long does it take them to gel together? Because if they can shoot the ball, if they can rebound, they can win some games. But, so there's talent there, but it's just how does it gel together and how does it come together on the basketball court? But isn't that, isn't that the narrative that we've been talking about for multiple years was last year was with, you know with the disruption of the Hardy injury, chemistry. The year before was chemistry. And then this year you've got less guys coming back with experience. And so it almost seems like the chemistry challenge may be a little tougher this year than the last two years. I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you because you had so many guys, Tyler Stevenson, uh, you're talking 15 points a game. He's left. Who's going to take those points? Um, you got to have guy, and those points still weren't enough to get you wins last year. So yeah, it's it's the same thing, but it's the same same note, different scale. I guess you would say is it's a situation where. We've had the talent's been there, but they haven't been able to gel. Could this be the group that Coach Ladner is able to get to to make them gel? That's going to be the question because the talent's been there. You look at where some of these guys went, two of Wichita State, you know, two uh, UTEP. They didn't go to basketball schools that weren't good, so these guys are transferred out. Somebody thought they were pretty good. Right. They didn't left. transfer down a lot of them. Minute left in the segment. Uh, he scale of one to ten. This is the question surrounding basketball. Scale of one to ten. How hot is the seat under Coach Ladner? I mean, I, I love Coach Death. I think it has to be like a nine. <laughs> I mean, it has to be because what is it? Uh, nine, eight, seven are the totals in three seasons. Yeah, yeah. You go the fourth season, you're going into a new conference. Um, I think it would have to be pretty hot. Um, I don't think there's no other way to put it. But I, but I think, but I think in the future, because of all this transfer portal stuff, athletic directors are going to have to completely reassess how but, they judge their own basketball coaches. But to that point, though, basketball has always, in some ways, been hit by a transfer portal. Not on maybe the G five level, but because basketball on the P five level is such a one and done. Because you can, you know, the, the transfer portal for some of the major programs was the NBA. So I feel like teams like us, programs like us, now we're starting to feel what maybe other programs, and there's a select few I get in that category. But. What, the, tra- what, what uh, the transfer portal has done is turn the group of five into a feeder school for the Power Five. And right. we don't You're, want that you, they to, have to, to be with baseball. You know, because that's what we kind of nope. feel like it made. All right. Let's hang on, guys. We've got another segment coming up. Heath Hinton is going to stay with us on Big Gold Nation. We're going to hear from Swayze Bozeman in the next hour. We're going to switch gears, talk a little Southern Miss two-lane football as the Tuesday edition of the Eagle Hour rolls along on the Super Talk Mississippi Radio Network. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Fourth Street Bar Grill sponsors the third segment of the Eagle Hour every day, and we're glad they do. They're great guys, Slade and uh, all the guys down there. Great food, great drinks, great entertainment, 
Big games are always on the TV. No reason not to go to 4th Street Bar Grill. We're visiting with Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation, and Kelly just reaffirmed for me during the break. And I, I, I get, you know, you just told me that you enjoy all the hip-hop music, and but you hang out with those guys in the, a, we call it the ATL? Oh, yeah, in the ATL, yeah. and, and we were down in Daytona a couple of weeks ago. Me and, and uh, Bad Bunny were hanging out. You and Bad Bunny have gotten pretty tight. Yeah, we have, but he's he's Latin, though, you know, so that's, yeah. that's and that's, Latin hip-hop is really kind of now taken <laughs> off on its own, so... Uh, you are different. Yeah. By the way, I met your partner this morning uh, that does the uh, games, high school games with you. Oh, Ben, nice young man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And hey, we we should mention, Told Kelly. I'm might, sorry, what he's being exposed to, but you uh, might want to watch out because at the mention of hip hop, Bob Bob breaks out in rashes on the side of his neck. That's why he's scratching right now. But the next time Big Bunny's at your house, I want you to invite me over and. Uh, it was just that the music was too loud, guys. Yeah. At the I mean, at the sight okay, careful, of hip hop, careful what you say. Heath. At the careful sight of a hip hop artist, I'm joking. Bob's, I'm joking. Yeah, no, Bob's eyes say. swell up, Kelly. So uh, do you know that. the uh, the Instagram bunnies will be after you, Heath. You got to be careful about what you say. Oh, I'm joking. All right, let's get back to football, uh, Heath. And I guess we could all agree after three games, and even though the opponent was very weak Saturday night, that the strength of this team. Uh, defensively, I, I, we're going to hear what Swayze Bozeman says about that, but I want to hear your thoughts about that first. I thought defensively the front seven dominated that game, and that's what you should do against an inferior opponent. I mean, let's not get crossed. They're not a good basketball team. They're not a good FCS team. They're just not good. I mean, they're just that's a it's not a good football team. But you did what you're supposed to. You dominated them. You literally dominated them from start to end, and. The front seven shut them down, got after the quarterback. That's what you should do against a team like that. Right. If you're a Southern Miss. Right. Well, of course, uh, Bozeman has a pick six uh, Saturday night. Had the pleasure of spending some time with him this morning. Young man from my family's hometown of Florida, Mississippi. And you had told me, Kelly, he's really a great kid. And, oh, gosh. Yeah. Articulate yeah. and just very, very gregarious. Yeah. Here's what Swayze had to say about the pick six and the defense at Southern Miss. All right, Swayze Bozeman from Flora, Mississippi, on the Eagle Hour. Swayze, uh, a linebacker's dream is a pick six. Tell us about it. Oh, I mean, it was it was truly incredible. It was something that you dream about as a kid. But uh, I really got the glory for uh, Dominique Quiwan's play. He came off the edge, made a great pass rush move, and got the ball out and happened to fall into my arms, and I got the glory for it. So uh, props to him and all credit to him for his great play. That set me up. The ball's coming at you. Are you thinking to yourself, uh-oh, pick six chance? No, I didn't really have time to think. I, I mean, I saw saw the ball come out, and next thing I know it was in my lap. And then my next instinct was get to the end zone as fast as you can. Right. All right, one and two, but a really close game, obviously, against Liberty. A really good, I thought, half against Miami and a blowout. The defense has been the strength of this team. What, what's the difference? What's the improvement from this year based on last year? Our biggest improvement is depth. I think depth and then just a second year on, in the scheme and having that year under our belt from last year. Last year was more of get the call, get lined up and play, and this year is like, all right, we're going to make everything look the same, make different things look the same. And so 
all of our cover five coverages are going to look like cover three. And all of our cover three coverages are going to look like cover five. And so we're doing all these disguises and stuff that's really hard on the quarterback. And then we brought in some some key guys. We got a bunch of new D linemen in and new linebackers. So we're rolling guys in left and right, keeping our depth. There's no drop off of potential on the field. That was my next question. The uh, transfer D linemen that are now in the program, can you see a difference in what they're doing? Oh, yeah. So those guys are incredible. We got five, six, seven, eight guys that we can roll in and not lose any talent out there. And uh, really when, when – they're, they're putting in work. The linebackers get all the glory for it because we, we make tackles because of the plays that they make. So those guys are great, and Coach Lacey's a great coach, and he's getting those guys uh, in the right spots and doing what they're doing, and they're just uh, they're really making it easy for the linebackers. Everybody says the strength of the team is the defense. Does that put more pressure on you guys to perform and help win these games? I don't know if it puts more pressure on us, but it makes us hold ourselves to a higher standard. It makes us attack each day a little bit different knowing that – I mean, we gotta we gotta show up. I mean, people are expecting us to be the nasty bunch, and so that's what we gotta do. We can't can't be complacent out there. When you're complacent, bad things happen, and you get scored on a lot. So when we show up and do what we're supposed to do, we're pretty good. All right, two tough road games ahead: uh, Tulane and then Troy. The mindset of the football team after three games. Uh, the same mindset we had last week. Get the call, get lined up, do your job, and do it with great effort. And that's that's how we're going to focus on the week. We're going to we're going to line up, get the call. We're going to play with great effort and do our job. And that's that's what we're going to do. All right. Final question: How does a young man make it from Florida, Mississippi, about 20 miles north of Jackson, to Southern Miss? Uh, it was a, it was a long road. It was uh, from high school at Tri County Academy to. Uh, Kapai Lincoln Community College and then uh, the Lord blessed me with an opportunity to come here and then somehow I got four years here instead of the two and so I'm just uh, super grateful to have this opportunity. Swayze Bozeman on the Eagle Hour. Heath Hinton, a great kid and a very, very good linebacker for the Golden Eagles. Absolutely. Uh, Just a guy who's had so much. He's a really, really good player, but I think what he's been through and to get back with all the injuries shows uh, perseverance. I mean, he is uh, just one of those guys where if I had if I had a daughter, that's the type of guy I'd want her to marry. He's just one of those type of kids. And, um, man, plays hard, uh, plays physical. I was so happy for him to get that touchdown this weekend. Uh, just, just one of those guys that you can't help but root for. Uh, Luke Johnson, another character kid on a team that if you get around this football team much, and Kelly's commented on this, you're struck by the change in culture. These kids are personable. They come up, they speak to you, they thank you for being at practice. Uh, they're very articulate. Uh, Swayze Bozeman, a great example of, of high class. Yeah, I was so happy when, when he got that scoop and score on Saturday and scored the touchdown for the for the simple reason of he, he's – as Heath said, he's he's battled a lot, and he's been one of those guys. He hung around this last year, is an extra year, because he believed in what this this football team could be. After the Liberty game, I went up to him, gave him a hug because uh, we're we're friends uh, through through Bill Broadhead and and that scholarship. Um, and I just you know he knows his role. He's a captain. He's one of the leaders of the defense, and uh, he, he just feels you know a personal obligation. He takes ownership of this team, and you know one of the things he told me, he's like, "Man, you know, we cut a couple mistakes out. We can be so good this year." So, you know, what he just told you, he's he's been in this program for three years. He's seen um, what it's like before Will Hall, after Will Hall has come, and he knows who's playing around him, and uh, and and I think that that gives Golden Eagle fans 
all they need to know about what this team is capable of if they clean up a little around the edges. And you talk about character of the kid. I know you guys noticed this, too. Do you notice how he shied away from taking credit himself? Right. He gave the defensive line the credit for the scoop and score. He talked about Coach Lacey doing a great job at coaching. He's talked about Will Hall and his approach to recruiting. I mean, it's, that's the sign of a leader is when you deflect to give credit to everybody else. You know, yeah. instead of yourself. Born and raised, uh, he told me this morning, about five miles from my family's longtime uh, property uh, in Madison County. So needless to say, I'm, I'm a big fan of his, and, uh, and, and, a, and what a great kid. All right, Heath, two minutes left. Golden Eagles have to do what? Have to do what, Heath Hinton, to beat Tulane? Play the best game of the year. Uh, click on all cylinders. Tulane's a good team. I mean, they went to Kansas State, beat them. Uh, Coach Hall even said today, you know, probably the best team that Southern Miss has played this year, in his opinion. Uh, they're going to have to go down there and, and play. I don't want to say perfect, but you're going to have to play the best game of the season. You're going to have to, you know, limit mistakes on the offense. Can't throw the ball. Can't throw interceptions. Uh, you've got to be fundamental with this group. They've got a lot. The quarterback can sling it. He also can run. Um, just a, an effort from the Eagles. They're just going to have to play – the best game of the year. Everything's got to come together for this game. Do they have the talent to do it? Yes, they do. They do have the talent to beat this team. They're going to have to play their best game, though, and I don't think we've yet seen that yet. Hopefully it starts this week. All right, how do people uh, find Big Gold Nation? You can uh, just Google Big Gold Nation or uh, look up southernmiss.rivals.com or uh, come join us. Eight ninety nine a month. Have a good time. Takes them to release a practice report here in a few minutes, and uh, have fun conversation. All right, Heath. We appreciate your input each and every week on the Eagle Hour. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. All right, Heath Hinton, everybody. Big Gold Nation. I want to remind you about the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast. You can hear it, and a lot of people do every day on Apple Podcast, Audible, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher. Tune in, or as Kelly does, he just asks Alexa. To play the Super Talk Eagle Hour um, on on Big Gold Nation this weekend, it was really funny. Uh, it's kind of sad, but it's really funny. the The thread title was "Coverage in the Claren Ledger." <laughs> somebody posted that said there was no mention of USM's game in the paper at all. But the best uh, post was a the response to that. I had no idea the Claren Ledger still existed. There we go. All right, Eagle Hour, one more segment to go on this Tuesday afternoon. We hope you'll stick around. We'll be right back. segment brought to you every day by DBAT and D1 Training on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Full pro shop, eight batting cages, 
indoor workout facility, gbathattiesburg.com. Lady Eagle Golf, being like their male counterparts, winning tournaments. Right now at the Hoover Invitational, the third round is finished. Southern Miss tied for first place with who, guys? Just guess. Uh, South, South Al- Alabama. South Alabama. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but Lady Eagles shoot 881 for the tournament. Momoka Ando finishes second overall. And I'm trying to. I couldn't figure out if they're if they're going into some type of uh, you know shootout to see which team is going to a, a playoff, a sudden death playoff or whatever, um, to see who's going to win this tournament. Both teams may actually just win. But anyway, Southern Miss at the top of the leaderboard. Uh, at the Hoover Invitational hosted by UAB over at Hoover Country Club. Punters are people, too. Ray Guy Award announces kind of every week, Ray's eight. And this week for week three, Mason Hunt, Southern Miss punter senior Mason Hunt, uh, who punted four times for a 44.3 yard average against Northwestern State. Part of Ray's eight for week three. Then, of course, uh, you know he will probably be named a semifinalist to the Ray Guy Award in a couple weeks. So, good job for him, uh, Bob. We should mention last night, um, Golden Eagles on either side of the ball for Monday Night Football. It's kind of weird last night. You know, you you had two games. The the Bills were absolutely destroying the Titans, but the the Eagles and the Vikings was a game for a little bit. Backup quarterback for Minnesota, Nick Mullins. But how about our man Quez Watkins? Quest Two catches, a, yeah. 69 yards. He actually, his first catch was a little more impressive than the touchdown. The touchdown was big. It was 53 yards. But he, he kind of scrambled, found a soft place in the defense on his first catch, and then just uh, blew by uh, the, the defense for the Vikings to catch his, his uh, touchdown Well, we pass, believe so. that was his longest catch in the NFL. But I'll tell you what, he made another really good long catch that got called back on an offensive holding penalty, or he would have – his stats would have been even better, so clearly he had a good night. But in, in that other game, is there any doubt right now that the Buffalo Bills are the best team in the NFL? Boy, I'm telling you right now. Josh Allen's my fantasy quarterback, by the way. Because, I mean, wow, right the, t- the Titans are no slouch. And no, for them they to, looked at last night, didn't they? They were annihilated by the Bills. So um, That's what you call getting hit in the mouth right at the start of the fight and never recovering. Well, the Bills announced shortly after that game last night that they have scheduled the Bengals for homecoming. So... <laughs> You really, you, boy, it's amazing to me how quickly you got off the Super, band, the Super Bowl bandwagon. Let me tell you, Joe Burrow, and I know there's a lot of LSU fans around the South Mississippi area. Joe Burrow has been destroyed. This is my opinion. He has been shell-shocked into almost post-traumatic stress because he's been sacked so many times that, that he's, he's, he's been destroyed. He's ruined. 13 I, I just, sacks what's, in two games. What's scary, Kelly? Is you remember a, a quarterback who had extreme promise, David Carr, first round pick out of Fresno to Houston, and that's what really derailed his his NFL career was he was sacked so much in the first several years, suffered some some injuries, and certainly nobody wants to see that happen to Joe Burrow. Well, in Joe Burrow's career, he's been sacked I think eighty three times now in the NFL. That's obviously worst in the NFL. Do you know what the number of the second worst number of sacks? After the Bengals, eighty three, half that one, forty nine. Yeah. Well, Kelly, you could get on that Commodore bandwagon. They came within eleven of knocking off the Lions this past weekend. Look, and when you get to within eleven of the, Lions, the Lions, buddy, you're making some progress. Jack. And speaking of making progress, congratulations to all Eagle fans everywhere because it was announced yesterday by social media that the Eagle Club 
has raised more money this year than ever before in any one year. Over $2.1 million. They were hoping to raise that by October 30th. They have already surpassed that goal. But keep going. You know, that that's a tribute to everybody that uh, that is putting their money where their mouth is when economically things are not, you know, really, really good. Um, but it is the Eagle fans have stepped up and have uh, have set that record now. So congratulations. Important, too. Yeah, it is. That yeah, That's what yeah. actually pays the scholarships you hear about. You know, and there are each sport has like their own support group, like the dugout club for baseball and the hardwood club for basketball and the gridiron club for football. But it's the Eagle Club monies that that pay the scholarship tabs for all of the different athletes, men and women. So that's yep. good that everybody good answered the call. That is hey, good. Kelly, did you see this? Uh, Tulane, a 13 point favorite right now. I did see that. Um, and I, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised by that because that would mean. That they're because with the Southern Miss defense, even against a good Miami team, right? Miami didn't put up a whole lot of points, and it's my assertion that the Eagles could have shut out could have shut out Northwestern State if they wanted to, right? Um, so what so what that tells me is that they're they're either thinking very very little of the Southern Miss offense, or they think a lot of the Tulane offense. Because I just don't, I don't, I don't see a lot of teams scoring many points against this Eagle defense if they're healthy. Yeah, Tulane's supposedly really dynamic with the passing game, but Southern Miss has improved in defensive passing as, as well. Yeah, so we'll we'll see about that. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm not surprised necessarily that Tulane is favored at Yeoman Stadium at home. Thirteen, I think, is a bit much. All right, that's the Eagle Hour for this day. We'll be back tomorrow at one o'clock. Hope you will too. Until then, Southern Miss to, to the, the top. top. Slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.